Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well-being, and so much more. Not only do I do one-to-one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener, but you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or even help your teenager with careers advice, this is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. Hello, everyone. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about three tips to be healthier in your career. So part of the reason why I felt really, really called to do this episode, if I can be honest, is that I really feel like for me, one of the key reasons I started the Career Happiness Mentor was to empower women to look after their health. And although I'm not um, a medical professional, I'm not a nutritionist, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I read a lot of articles about well-being and in a way a lot of what we talk about in the podcast episodes related to career happiness are focused around really building up your confidence and empowering you to feel better not just about yourself mentally but health-wise as well and I can't help but feel this sense especially when we come around to the summer that um you know oh you don't have the winter blues anymore you don't have this you don't have that and health is something that many of us avoid looking after but on top of that if we have busy stressful lives suppose you're a mom listening to this suppose you're somebody who is looking after others and always just like spinning a lot of plates your well-being your health may not be addressed and you may not be looking after it enough and that is one of the main reasons I wanted to do this episode but the other reason I wanted to do this episode is because I I read an article which I've shared on Twitter which is about how remote working is actually affecting a lot of people health and well-being wise and it made me think about the fact that although I speak about well-being a lot on this podcast I need to do a specific episode around tips so that you can be healthier in your career. And remember, these tips are from the standpoint of what I see with clients, what I see through my own practice of what's helped me. And I feel in general, a lot of the time, it's not that just just that we ignore it. It's that we don't prioritise it. And if you're not prioritising your health, guys, um, you need to do something about it, like, as soon as possible. So the first tip, and I'm going to go into this now, is all around what does health mean to you? What does it mean to you? 
firstly, is where we're going to start off with. And you might be thinking, that's a bit of an abstract question. Why is Shoma asking me that? Um, I want you to pause this podcast for a couple of minutes and just write down a few words that come up for you. What does health mean to you? And be honest about this. If it means, you know, you go on Instagram and you just feel complete cringe (laughs) around all the health and fitness people that you follow, write that down. If you feel that health is something where you can be um, a lot more um, fitter, write that down. If you feel that health is just about your overall well-being and being able to go for a walk, do exercise, write that down. Take at least five minutes to write down in a small paragraph or choose maybe three or four keywords that you think represent something to you and you feel is what health means to you. And the reason I want you to do this is because I feel like a lot of the time we get so caught up in what health and well-being is. We get so caught up in, oh, I need to be healthy. Oh, and when I'm healthy, when I lose weight, I'll be happier. When I have a, you know, when I'm on a keto diet, I'm going to be happier. And that is part of healthy well-being. We dictate a lot of what we follow online and what we read into our definition of health when it could just simply be that you listening to this, part of you being better and healthier in your career, in your life, is that all you want to be able to do is just to make sure that you do more than half an hour of exercise every day, whether that's yoga, whether that's HIIT, whether that's some form of aerobics class, swimming, whatever it is, you know, and write down the foundational reasons behind what you feel health represents to you as an individual because um, you could be listening to this and health could have been a key fixture in your life because maybe just maybe you may have been in a situation where in your life you were not around healthy people and what I mean by that is someone in your family may not have been very well and this has made you reflect on some of the things that you eat This um, can make you reflect on the way you behave. So, for example, I'll give a really, really quick example of what I mean by this. When I was growing up, um, my mum is an incredible cook and she would cook these wonderful things. It's a a West Bengali dish that I'll mention to you. And it's like this stuffed puri. So it's like this stuffed flatbread that has like um this green uh pea mixture in it in bengali we call it koraishuti kuchuri that's the direct translation which basically means um uh, a kuchuri so a puri with green pea stuffing in it and it's deep fried and it tastes absolutely delicious and you have have that with a potato curry both of these dishes are very high in fat and i I know how to make the aludam that goes with it, the potato curry, but I don't know how to make the koroshitu kuchri. And my mum used to make a lot of these things. She also used to make really great samosas. And even though she was vegetarian, she used to cook a lot of things that were not the healthiest, right? And I couldn't eat anything with too much fat, even when I was a kid. I just... It just wasn't for me. And I think I just used to burn things off a lot quicker when I was younger, as most kids do, because, you know, we're always running around and stuff. But the reason why I'm sharing this story with you is because within my family, we have two things that run in our family. We've got high diabetes and we have got um, 
inherited um, cholesterol. So what that means is genetic cholesterol. So what that means is, is that even if we are working out every day, cholesterol runs in our family. And my granddad, my mum's dad, had a really, really high cholesterol. And my mum has high cholesterol. And a lot of the time, cholesterol happens to be higher when we have fatty foods, right? And I made conscious decisions when I found out she had high cholesterol around the age of about 16, 17, that, you know, I wouldn't be eating as many burgers and chips like my friends were. They just, you know, I'd stick to sandwiches. And consciously, I'm very mindful about what I eat. Of course, as we get older and, you know, during the lockdown, I made some bad decisions around this. But this is my point. If you're in an environment that you've been brought up in where high fried foods is like around, that's going to affect your health. And that's where you need to really consciously start making decisions when you're older about how to break those habits, which is why I gave that example. But this is where you need to tap into not only what health means to you, but how you feel is important to you. So for me personally, I really, really feel that health is something that I feel it's a feeling. So for example, when I go out for a long walk, it's the feeling I get when I come back, that feeling of just feeling really, really elevated and inspired and just ready to enjoy the rest of my day. I also feel that when I exercise, I feel incredibly energized and I just feel a lot of happy feelings you know um a lot of people would say that perhaps you know my endorphins have increased and i feel the happiness um hormone which is which can be things like you know um uh dopamine and when when you release the do- the dopamine you just feel a lot happier and oxytocin and basically um in general you just feel happier right and after that, I just feel a surge of energy. And for me, health and well-being is just around making really, really conscious decisions about my health. So that, you know, I'm actually cutting down on caffeine. I'm actually doing things that make me feel better about myself. And that's where I want you to address and write down not only what health means to you, but why you feel it's a key component of your life. Because if there is a family history of certain illnesses, Is there things you can do as preventative measures to make sure it doesn't happen to you? The next thing that I want to say around this in terms of what does health mean to you, educate yourself to really, really research, read, listen to podcasts and think about what you feel is going to help inspire you with your health journey and with your career. Because I think a lot of the time, if you're sitting at a desk and you're not taking regular breaks, then you may have spinal issues, like I've said before. Is there any possibility that you can have a standing desk? Do you need to go and see a chiropractor? Are there conscious decisions that you could be making to improve your health? And that's why this tip is really, really important. What I'm also going to do is I'm going to recommend a couple of podcasts really quickly, which I'll put um, information to in the show notes so you can go off and listen to them. Um, But one of the key things that I want to say about these podcasts is that for me, whenever I listen to these podcasts, I learn so much about health and well-being. And please make sure that you also go and do your own reading 
don't always go and do your reading on Google, read actual books. <laughs> and I can't reiterate that enough because I think sometimes Google isn't helpful. You've got to work to read further than that. But some of the podcasts that I want to quickly recommend are um, Food for Thought, which is hosted by nutritionist Rhiannon Lambert. And she has all sorts of really, really great guests on there that she talks to. Um, One of the recent episodes um, that I listened to was where she spoke to a GP and some of the common things that come up when people go and talk to their doctor and why how that affects nutrition and I felt that it was really really um, interesting because it was making me reflect on some health issues that I'm going through at the time but she talks to all sorts of people and she talks about a lot of really important issues like eating disorders and fertility and things that you know we we need to learn and educate ourselves on as much as possible to help not just ourselves but to help other people so that's one I would definitely recommend. Um, the other one I would recommend, which I've mentioned his books numerous times, is Dr. Chatterjee's podcast. Um, and I can't always, I think it's Feel Better Live More. That's the name of his podcast. And it's um, around, obviously, health and well-being, but it's also around having very frank discussions about, you know, what is microbiome, gut health, um, talking about things like um, what we could be doing to really, really um, understand general practice. So, you know, what GPs do again and just general stuff about well-being and health and happiness and things which are kind of relatable to some of the things I talk about on this podcast, but are much more linked to medicine and well-being and nutrition and holistic care. So that's another one I'd recommend. And if I... Remember any um, other ones that I feel are really, really super helpful and a lot of their information is backed up by science, I will put um, some recommendations in the show notes for you. So please go and check that out. But my first tip is mainly around what does health mean to you and describing a little bit about the impact of, you know, how your health affects you and why it's important to you. So that's the first tip. The second tip I want to talk about now, and this is probably going to sound quite logical, but I really do want to say that one of the main reasons that the Career Happiness Mentor was developed is because a lot of people were burning the candle at both ends. They were not working in a healthy way. And since the pandemic and everything that's come after that and remote work going up and you know now we've got this whole four day week thing which I hope to do a video about I may not do an episode around it at, at right now because it's going to be trialed for six months now um and I'll put a little um uh, link to that if you want to find out more about the four day week but what I do want to say is all these things impact on burnout And the next tip is all around avoiding burnout. Avoid burnout, guys, because I think that if you want a healthier and happier career, avoiding burnout is key. And and I can't address this enough because I really, really feel as though we are still talking about burnout because people are not being savvy about how they work. They are making decisions that they feel they have to do to please others and they are working in a dysfunctional way 
because their organisation isn't always supporting them. But the next tip is avoiding burnout. And you're going to then probably say to me, so many are saying to avoid burnout, but how can I avoid burnout? It's not as simple as that. It's not as black and white. And what I want to say around that is that, yeah, partly I agree with you. One of the things that really, really occurred to me whilst I was saying this is burnout is not just about working long hours. Burnout links to productivity, it links to pay, it links to feeling respected, it links to sleep or lack of sleep, it links to your general health and well-being, it links to mental health, it links to so much. And if you haven't already, please go back to season one and listen to an episode that I did around burnout. And also, please do listen to the interview that I did with Elaine Bartho in season two, where she spoke about some of her significant symptoms in relation to burnout. Because your burnout isn't just physical necessarily, it's not just mental. There are symptoms that differ from person to person. And some of the things that you could really potentially perhaps do to avoid burnout is to check in with yourself every day. It sounds simple in practice, but what I mean by this is if you have an important project coming up and you know you're going to be dedicating a bit more time to that, perhaps you're going to be working some weekends or longer hours in the evening or having more meetings, what can you do to make sure that you avoid burnout, right? So some of the things, obviously, are things like you know, making sure that you take more breaks, making sure that um, if you are struggling, you contact your manager, you contact your workplace. And the other thing is exercise, obviously, and just making sure that you make time for an afternoon walk or a walk at any time of the day if you work from home. Or that if you are working in the office, you're going out at least once a day or you're doing something where you can avoid that burnout. And there are going to be times where you're going to be working more than others. And I'm saying I'm not saying that you um, you know shouldn't be working hard. Of course, you should be working hard and you should be getting your work done. But also think about practices to really really help you because this is especially important for those people who have chronic illnesses. If you've got a chronic illness and you're listening to this, and you're listening to this to feel a bit inspiration because you want to be healthier in your career overall, I would say that if you're starting a new job or thinking about going into a new job. Make sure that that job fits you holistically because if you are leaving your job so that you can work for a charity or you work for a different type of organisation, then really, really take time to address what you want from that career and that job overall because at the moment you might be working in a job where they really, really appreciate you, they give you everything you want and you know, you're really happy with that. But maybe one of the reasons you aren't leaving is because you're afraid that when you go in a new job, you're going to have to prove yourself, uh, in, you know, during the probation period. And they're not going to understand if you have to take time off and you know, if you burn yourself out easily. When I say check in with yourself, I say if you've had patterns with burnout before, it's likely that it could occur again. And this is where you need to do things like say no, you need to talk to people. And you need to be able to avoid burnout by having set limits of when you finish every day. Because if you don't avoid burnout, if you don't listen to yourself when you know you're overworking, it's going to have a detrimental effect, not just on your health, but your overall well-being and the um, makeup and the quality of your work as well. So please, please, please 
really really try and avoid burnout as much as possible and avoid overworking because it starts with overworking and the overworking turns out to burnout when you're not eating properly when you're not doing things properly so please 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 avoid burnout as much as possible and avoid overworking the next tip is something that um i think is really really important to have an awareness of and i actually picked this up a little bit from listening to um, the GP that Rhiannon spoke to on her podcast. But also in general, this is an important thing to do because I got a text from my doctor's surgery about a study they're doing where they're offering health checks to South Asian people in particular and people who are more at risk of getting diabetes and chronic diseases because, as I said, my family have two or three chronic diseases which I could be susceptible to. And, you know, they're offering me a three health check. And apparently when you turn 40, your surgery should be inviting you for a free overall health check in general. So, you know, that's just an examination of making sure that you're healthy in general to avoid and screen for things like diabetes and heart disease, etc. So the next tip is making sure that if you haven't had a health check, and you feel you need to get one because of a family history, maybe even a family history of cancer, and you feel that something's not right, go and get necessary tests. If you're listening to this right now, and you had a niggling feeling something wasn't right a few months ago, and you've just left it, why have you left it? Go and talk to your doctor, go and get a health check, and talk about what you feel is going on. And really, really address in your mind why a health check is really really essential to you and the other thing that I want to talk around as well some you know like practical tips to to help you feel a little bit more empowered to be healthy in your career are basic things like making sure you take enough holiday because the women I work with they sometimes feel this burden of if they take their 24 days or their 32 days or however much you know holiday leave they have at wrong times of the year people in their company are going to look at them differently or you know they're going to be seen as slacking off or whatever right you know when you have more busier times than others and there will be some times like now the summertime is coming up I'm recording this in June right but you've got the summer holidays around the corner next month right And, you know, there's always that thing of sometimes some people feel as though all parents and all people who go on holiday in the summertime leave behind a little bit of an after effect to that. But if you wanted to take time off that time, don't be guilted into not taking time off if you don't have kids, is what I'm saying. I think a lot of the time we can guilt ourselves into not doing things. Make sure you use your holiday. If your managers are not persuading you to take holiday when you need to take holiday you need to readdress where you're working is what I would say because it's very important that you feel supported in your workplace and they are also contributing to your well-being and your overall health and they're checking in with you on one to in one-to-ones and they're seeing if you're okay because that's also really really important and the reason why I'm mentioning the holidays And I know a lot of people who are workaholics who love their job, who listen to this podcast, even as professional women. And I had a lot of clients who love their job and they still work with me just because they want a bit of careers advice. 
around other things that are going on and some counseling to help them work through things right even if you are a workaholic and you love your work by not taking leave by not taking holiday by not doing fun things you are not just in danger of overworking but you're in danger of not being at your best and I've said this before on the podcast so three things that I want to mention to you is that when we take time off we have time to rest we have time to recharge and we have time to reflect psychologically all these things are so helpful to us and if you know somebody who is a doer in your family or you're a doer yourself and you're listening to this most of you are most of the women that I work with are much in you know doers and they do a lot all right and you know you're not one to sit down by taking time to rest so you know going on a beach holiday um going on a staycation whatever it means to rest you will then be able to recharge so you'll be able to come back bigger and stronger and then you'll be able to reflect either during that time or after you will have reflections there's a lot of science to back up the fact that when we're in the shower for example and we're relaxing or when we go for a massage we completely relax and we might have a certain thought about something or reflect on something and the same happens when we go for walks you know Ariana Huffington talks about how mindful walks can help empower us and there's a lot of scientific evidence of this in her book Fry that she wrote that if you go for long mindful walks without any music anything you will come up with reflections that will help you know center your life and help you and it will help you come up with ideas so by you taking two weeks off from work and not doing any work at all you may then come back and you know there's a lot of evidence to back this up in a better way so that you're ready to go rearing again if you come back in a negative way this is where it's time to reflect on whether or not that job is the one for you because if you see that even uh, even after you've had a break and the job was you know burning you out and making you not feel good health wise maybe that is not the right job for you I say this with love because I have seen firsthand this happened to me I've seen this happen with many many of my clients who were in denial and just like you know push themselves through it because they need to pay bills and I've said to you guys before on this podcast that if you see any warning signs any red flags where you know your health is suffering both mentally and physically you need to start making decisions and taking action and the last thing I want to say before I wrap up this episode is that I currently have some spaces available in my career mentoring program which will not be available after the 30th of June guys so if you want to get in touch with me you want to apply for that you want to apply for a free 15 minute call please do get in touch I also have very very limited spaces for the career happiness session as well there is a lot of information on my website about the differences between the program which is session based and the um just the normal one session so if you still are not sure please do ask me questions but there's lots of information on there already um i would love to really really help you be healthier in your career as much as possible but remember 
after June 30th, I will not be taking on any new clients for a while because I'm going to be taking some time off in the summer. And I want to consciously say that I won't be opening up slots again until October. So I really, really hope that this has helped you today, especially if you know you need to be healthier at work. And if you are worried about your diet and your overall health, talk to your doctors. See if you can get any other holistical care involved, like a nutritionist, a qualified nutritionist. And what I mean by that is someone who has an affiliated degree. Rhiannon talks a lot about this on her podcast as well. There are a lot of nutritionists out there, and I don't mean to say this in a rude way, on Instagram and other places who are not fully qualified and are giving out holistic care and holistic advice. So you need to make sure that you research and you talk to the right nutritionists and dietitians if you're worried about your health. If you want to get a physical trainer or a fitness trainer, there's a guy that I follow, his name's James, and I've forgotten his surname now. It's completely popped out of my name from my head. But what I will say is that he gives some really practical, great advice. So I'll put a link to his Instagram if you want to follow him. Again, with PTs, there are a lot of PTs out there giving rubbish advice. So please make sure that you are following people who are legitimate and know what they're talking about when it comes to health and well-being as well my tips today are an overview of some of the things that you can avoid in terms of your career I by no means am saying that I know everything about this subject and you know that I don't do that anywhere on this podcast but what I will say is make sure that you cover all your bases but before I go I'm going to really really quickly recap the tips the first one was really really about what does health mean to you and you know, make sure that you do the exercise that I suggested. The second tip was about avoiding burnout. And the third tip was kind of in lining with um, doing health checks. And I gave a little bit of um, mini tips around some of the practicalities of taking holidays and resting and recharging and reflecting. But if you do need my support, please do get in touch. Thanks so much for listening. And if you haven't already um, left us a review, please leave us a review, please subscribe, please share. If you feel that you have really, really benefited from this episode today, share it on social media. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media or with somebody you know it will make a significant difference to. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.